Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. I don't know if you've heard yet, but we now are in the diehard era of DNVR. One, that means even if you're not signed up to be a diehard, more content than ever available to you on the website completely for free. So go check out the site if you haven't been in a little while. You can get access to all the stuff Jesse writes, all the stuff Megan writes, AJ, my videos, of course. We got you fully covered. And there's never been a better time than today to become a diehard. It is Black Friday. We are, as there are some shirts that we are essentially giving away at this yeah. point. Um, so up to 90% off at the DNVR Locker, dnvrlocker.com. Uh, highly recommend you go check it out and buy yourself some dope shirts. The new Broncos shirt just came out today. I know Broncos fans don't have a lot to be excited about, but a new shirt is way cooler than anything they're going to do on the field. So highly recommend the bones shirt as well. Absolutely amazing. Uh, all sorts of good stuff out there. Highly recommend as you can see, Ali showing us the, uh, the amazing merch you can get. Look at that. The Avs three cup on sale. Come on. Don't tell me you don't want that. I know you want that. I was going to say that, that. That's my favorite shirt I think that we've ever done. It's the so long good. sleeve is so comfy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I've become a long sleeve tea guy in the last few years. I, I, not all the time, but it is nice to get some long sleeves hey, going in there every now I, and then. I don't think it's a t-shirt anymore if it has long sleeves. Why? If you lay it down, it still makes a tea. Sure, it, it arguably should be the uh, more t-shirt one, <laughs> but like I've always thought of a t-shirt as short sleeves. I'm with you. See, I I, I normally don't like a long sleeve tee, but I made some exceptions now in my old age. Really getting up there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very old. <laughs> well, you know supposed to be that we were going live in about half an hour for a pregame show today yep. uh, instead apparently a water main on main street in nashville burst 
directly outside of Bridgestone Arena. Yeah. And the break is bad enough that the arena is literally flooding. Yeah. So there will not be an Avs game today. <laughs> which, uh, let's be you... honest, is a win for everyone. I was going to say, when I, when I first woke up and saw... Uh, the email and you know the text and I was like oh man that sucks and then over the next like 10 seconds I just laid there and I was like actually <laughs> you know what it's not this isn't the worst game of the year to have canceled due to something silly like this definitely not it takes the abs out of a back-to-back situation it takes us out of trying to do a show in the middle of USA versus England in the World yeah. Cup yeah uh it definitely could have picked the worst game for yeah. the, the abs side of things at very least. We would have we would have had this like lowly little abs hype show while the bar is wall to wall with USA soccer fans and completely losing their minds one way or yeah. the other. Yeah. Um I, I'm not sure where you were gonna start, but I, I wanted to pause real fast on the back to back stuff relative to the goalie conversation. Is that all right? Yeah, go for it. So uh I we we asked Jared Bednar yesterday, uh, you know, we were asking him about injuries and the goalies and the trip and all that stuff. And uh, I I just kind of point blank asked him, I said, so should we expect to see both goaltenders over the next two games? And he, mm, I don't know. We'll see. He goes, honestly, it's a, you know, it was a one o'clock uh, local time in Nashville. It's a one o'clock start. It's plenty of time between games. Depends on how Georgiev's feeling, da 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 da. So it sounded like, honestly, they were going to roll Georgiev back to back, which would have made the Francois start make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was interesting because I feel like there's been a lot of conversation around the goaltender usage here to start the season. It's been, I don't even want to say weird, it's just been different than I think what a lot of us were expecting it to be. Um, and, and I just thought that was kind of an interesting tidbit from yesterday that. Had the game been played today, uh, genuinely, it sounded like to me Bednar was going to go back-to-back with Georgiev, which would have been the second time this year he's done that. Well, you know, I don't want to dunk on Frankie. I think he's a very good goalie. But Mm -hmm. you look at the game he played against Vancouver, and you can see why Bednar might lean towards going with Georgiev on both ends of the back-to-back there. Yeah. Yeah. Just wasn't Frankie's best, so... Yeah, from that Wasn't standpoint, bad, I'm but I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm it, with you. It, it's not like he played terribly or anything, but mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, put up an 840 in the game. It's just not very good. Right. Uh, ultimately, that's a decision that no longer matters. This makes it easy. <laughs> Georgiev will start against Dallas tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so at least they got that going for you. Uh, that's right. We're, it's 11:07 the day before, and we already have tomorrow's starting goalie for you. How about that? That's why you come to DNVR. <laughs> prepared yeah even if the pipe bursts in an arena a thousand miles away that's right we're out here doing shows you can't we're say we don't ready. show up <laughs> uh i i was actually trying to think about this i didn't look it up i should have but there have been some weird postponements over the years Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the, the 80s and the playoffs, the Oilers, and I think it was the Bruins had a had a playoff game that was like partially played, postponed, because the power went out in the building. Yep. 
there was the I think the the infamous fog game yep. also ended up having to be postponed halfway yep. through because there was just so much fog in the arena. It's so it it doesn't happen very often, but there have been some weird ones over the years with the NHL. Well, and like this one was weird. I don't know. Again, like I, I the way that your brain works when I first saw the text. I was like postponed and I started, I was like, well, what, well, you know, what could have happened? What major event could have happened? Right. It's something, you know, we've all trained our brains to where it's like, Oh God. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and then I was like, Oh, a water. Cause I don't know. I just not, to, not to like reopen this wound, but there were, we spent so much time having to talk about postponing games and, why would they, you know, with COVID and all that stuff, you know, why would the league postpone games? Why wouldn't they just try to play them like this or like that, whatever the case is. And one of the things that I learned through all of that is the league does not take postponing games lightly. Like that is a lot of money. They, they lose a lot of money. Yep. Uh, it costs them money to have to make that game up. You know, when you consider tickets and, finding another place in the schedule and the trap, like it's, it's a big deal to postpone a game, not just by like a couple hours to get something cleaned up, but like to say, no, it's not being played. We don't know when we're going to play it again. Uh, so yeah, like you said, your, your brain just kind of last three years is just like your brain goes to the worst case possible. Like what happened for them to do this? Good one by Drew here. The, the night the jumbotron yes. just fell out of the sky in Buffalo. It was like a relatively like, like a brand new jumbotron. Yeah, well, it was like right, right. And that one's like, thank God it happened when nothing was actually Dude. going on. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's and you know, first hearing it's postponed. Like you said, you're trying to rack your brain because you're like, well. COVID outbreak doesn't happen overnight like that. You usually have one or two positives and then a couple more and things like that. So it doesn't seem like it would be that. And then you find out it's the, it's the water main. Well, well, and and, and I do want to maybe expand on that a little bit further because the NHL has also played games before in which it's not, they've said no fans, but like, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, And so the fact that this, this water main break is apparently bad enough that to what you said a minute ago, Rudo, not only is it flooding the arena, it's obviously impacting either, you know, the locker rooms, the actual whatever, playing yeah. surface itself. Yeah. Um, because I also wouldn't have been fully surprised to see the NHL, you know, if it was a certain, uh, you know, if it was a certain way saying, okay, well, we're going to play the game, but we can't have fans in the stands or, you know, whatever, but yeah, po- postponing yeah, a game is no, it's no small thing. Regularly see games get played with like a fire alarm going off in the building. It's <laughs> it's hard to postpone a professional sporting event in this country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It costs someone a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm sure there are pictures out there. I haven't had the chance to look them up, but mm-hmm. uh, I've I've actually only seen like three kind of blurry, shitty like cell phone right. videos yeah. of. Uh, Oh, I've seen oh, it. Allie's got. Let me pull them up. 
There you go. Allie was, on the case. Yeah, I was going to say, classic Allie. Just, it's chaos around the bar. There's nine different shows going on. She's like, oh, actually, I have this photo slash video of the water main breaking. Yep. What? We're a sports company, and I have this random <laughs> video of anything but sports. Cool. Bring it right up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no, it's just uh, – I mean, I guess we can talk a little bit about the – Maybe this is good for the abs. Uh, In the short you know, term, I think so. <laughs> any day that you can get uh, an extra day of rest where you're not having to, you know, I mean, shit. Now, now I'm sitting here thinking about it. This would have been the second year in a row where the abs would have gone into Nashville. I mean, I guess last year they had like 15 skaters available yeah, for the game. But bad. Uh, this would have been the second year in a row the abs rolling to Nashville with a nothing roster yeah i mean so i mean that's the main concourse and that's i mean that's full standing water for sure that dude is crazy for doing that and i I mean look you like yeah no kidding that's disgusting you can like see the like the ripples in the water like down the way a little bit here when he turns around like that's that's deep yeah Yeah, right there that's too much water Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that that makes sense. Uh, you know, seeing that the the couple pictures that I saw, it literally looked like that. Like a lot of the water was like coming from. Uh, I think, like you said, Rudo. I mean, right outside, if not from like the Bridgestone parking garage. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if it's making its way into the building to that level, uh, yeah, it's you, not happening. Yeah can't have people and i'm also sure you know it's a humid climate down there i'm sure that having all that water all that moisture in there is messing with the humidity in the air which nightmare in that building yeah 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 okay these are the yeah so that mean that looks like it's coming out of bridgestone arena yeah that's that's not main street that's in the building (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, that's a door like the water's coming through the door okay so it's it's flooding inside the arena so much that it's spilling out onto the street and onto main street i think so jeez because yeah i mean that's that is right by the yeah, that that te- that tarp there on the left, or that awning there on the left, is where like the media and the players and all that stuff go in. So, oh my god, that's Yeesh. so much water! Did you see that part? Cow, no, that's so much water. That's insane. They don't have like someone, and I guess that's probably just a burst pipe, right? So they can't just like shut say, it off. What happened? Like. <laughs> that that's a, that's not a leak. That's like a. <laughs> you have a serious like citywide problem. At yeah, that that's, point. that's a gush. That's like a gushing problem. Like it's not a. Oh, we had a pipe burst. It's like yeah, just no. Slap some flex tape on it. It'll be fine. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's a flex seal guy when you need him? We got a fucking game to play. <laughs> Wasn't there quick enough, obviously. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. He's making boats out of doors. Can't get down to the arena. We're going to need a boat to get to that leak. Jesus. You're going to need a door boat. Uh, wow, that's and- nuts. That's that, 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 that exceeds what I was expecting. And now I guess that makes sense why they were like, yeah, we can't play. Yeah, you're not <laughs> playing a game when that much water is shooting out of your arena. Yeah, holy smokes. That's nuts. I 
That's crazy. Anyway, uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, you might need a few if you're working in Bridgestone Arena right now. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> go get yourself some. You can find them on the, excuse me, you can find them with the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. You can use code DNVR when you sign up there. You can bet $5 on any NHL team to win their next game, and you get $150 in free bets. You got to use the new account. You got to use the DNVR code to do that. As far as I know, you can't bet on a pipe busting in the <laughs> arena yet. On if the game gets postponed or not. Yeah, the tough bet to find that one. But anything <laughs> short of that, Anything going on in the arena, you can pretty much bet on. So go check it out on DraftKings. Uh, I've been doing pretty okay at the World Cup, actually. Been making a little bit of money here and there. So might want to get in on it while the World Cup is is still going on. Uh, again, check them out on DraftKings. Use the DNVR code when you sign up for a new account. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook or the show notes down below for details. Of course, if you have a gaming problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche YOLO cast that we're doing here. <laughs> uh, so, game is postponed. Yeah. You know, is, is it good for the Avs? Sure, I guess. I, more than anything, they don't have to play a back-to-back. I don't really think it helps them get healthy or anything. But Yeah, so let me kind of – I want to just interject something here. In 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 that light, um, we were – again, we were talking to Jared yesterday. Uh, damn, I just got sent a picture. Uh, by Montana Mike on Twitter, just a great all-around dude. Uh, Allie, I'm going to send this to you because uh, it's a picture from uh, where the TV crew uh, trucks normally set up. And, yeah, you can't set up trucks there. <laughs> Swimming pool levels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we were, we were talking to Jared yesterday. Sampo Ranta, Anton Bleed called up. Uh, you know, we were asking him a little bit about uh, – all right, is it Olison or Olauson? I Olauson. hear both. I he- okay. All right, that's how I typically say it, but I hear both constantly. Every um, every single Swedish announcer calls him Olauson, so I'm assuming okay. it's Olauson. Okay, perfect. Uh, you know, we were asking about him and the 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 Rampo uh, the the um, Sampo call up, uh, all that stuff, and just kind of what are you seeing? Uh, and, and first and foremost, he did say that had Olausen come out and really kind of, you know, I- excelled in that game against Vancouver a couple nights ago, they would have kept him around. Um, but they, they wanted to get a quick look at him, gauge his development. After he said that, someone said, is there a way to look at these injuries as maybe kind of like a blessing early in the season because you're getting a chance to look at all these young guys? And Jerry kind of laughed and he goes, I mean, honestly, I'd rather not be having to get a look at these guys because of the injuries. And we all kind of laughed, but I thought it was a funny thing for him to say in the sense of like, I I get where he's coming from. Like, yeah, if you're going to be stuck in the situation is getting a look at your prospects, uh, you know, I, I guess a positive byproduct. Sure. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the abs are missing like six regulars right now. 
it's an awfully thin silver lining, but probably right. a better silver lining than being able to swim in the parking lot. Do we have this picture? Yeah, I was going to say it should be in the I, I tagged Allie in the slack. Yeah, here, here we, we go. go. So I guess down, yeah, around that ramp there is where all the trucks normally park. And I mean, you can see coming up like on the dumpster there. Yeah, that's like a foot of standing water. Yeah. So that's, that's inside. Like I'm assuming uh, if it's, if it's anywhere where, you know, that type of area is in, in most arenas that is relatively close to the, the locker rooms. Yep. Uh. And yeah, I mean, that's the opposite of good. Right, right, right. So <laughs> it's it's up on the main concourse. It's down in the, you know, kind of like in the bowels of the arena and it's gushing out onto the street. And look, you can even on that back wall, you can see the water running down the wall. Yeah, it's leaking through. That's not good. Sheesh. That's that's bad. <laughs> Holy smokes. Deeper than the Avs prospect pool at this point, though. Yeah, dude, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a no joke. I, I mean, I actually wouldn't be surprised when's Nashville's next home game. I think they are playing. They were also on a back-to-back, and we're going to play Columbus tomorrow, I think. Yep, at home. I, I, I wouldn't happening. be shocked at yeah. all if that one gets postponed as well. Yeah, not yeah. not looking great. They got a few days. Wow, they actually have a weird fucking break after that, Nashville. Yeah, all right. So so they have two games at home, and then they've got four days off and then a game on the road. So I imagine these next two games are probably postponed, and then after that they're good to go. But um, I won't lie, even with, like, all of our jokes about it must be pretty bad, it's actually – it's worse than I thought. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that much water, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I – I know people will see the, especially like the one inch or whatever it was on the concourse to have one inch of water on the ground in a building that big, like yeah. <laughs> and people yeah. are not going to understand how much water that actually is. Like, That's a great point. So it's That's a lot. A great point. Yeah. Uh, back to the prospects though. Yep. Sure. Is it a silver lining that they get opportunities to watch dudes like Oscar Olausen? Definitely. And I'm happy that the dude gets to make his NHL debut. I'm happy for the opportunities other guys are getting. Like it looks like Sampo will get another look here. Yep. But it, it's genuinely the Avs are down five forwards. Yeah. <laughs> that you would have in a healthy lineup right now, depending on how you feel about Ben Myers. Right. Uh, and then still down a starting defenseman as well. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, again, like it's, it's great that, that Ranta has, has gotten now a couple call-ups and is getting the chance to, uh, you know, make an impact Martin Cout. It's great that he looks like he's starting to figure out the NHL game and how to adapt his game to a different, to different roles and kill penalties. And his uh, defensive game has come a long way. He had a shot in that last game that he made a really nice move uh, entering the zone. And you could almost tell that he was like, ooh, that was a nice move. I'm feeling it a bit. And he tried to pick a corner and put the puck three feet wide. And it's yeah. like, eh, it's still coming. It's still one step still... at a time, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's great to see that he's 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 finding his game enough and, and he's 
getting enough confidence that that's what Jared Bednar always talks about, right? If these guys put in the work, they'll eventually find themselves in situations where the skill can take over. So you saw, you're starting to see that with Kelly. That's all great. But <laughs> you would, you would rather have one of those guys fighting to carve out a spot there and a fully healthy lineup or a mostly healthy lineup. And, and I, this is the one thing that I always like to make sure we, you know, I, we come back to these guys have development plans. Honestly, it, it was probably not in Olausen's development plan to be called up before no Christmas. Way. Yeah. There's no I, way. I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think, uh, I didn't <laughs> think we'd see him at all this season. Yeah, and I thought that was fine. It barring this level of injury, you wouldn't have like <laughs> right. without a doubt. And I, part of the thing, the issue that I want to stress here is it's not just that you're playing the prospects. It's that you are playing dudes that should be in the NHL, but you're, you have, you're forced into playing them way over their heads. Yeah. JT Conver played 22 minutes last game. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody knows JT Comper can't handle that much. <laughs> Just the reality. The great dude, awesome third line player. You play him for 22 minutes, it's not going to end well. Well, and I, I didn't, I don't remember off the top of my head what it was for the last game, but I mean, dude, Logan O'Connor has even been in like the high teens. Yep. Him and Cogliano both. Uh, which, again, you know, everyone knows that I, I you know, I really like Logan O'Connor as a player. And I, I genuinely do think that he's he's had a nice elevated impact. He's done a good job of elevating his game these last couple of weeks with the injuries. But I mean, that's still relatively speaking, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at him right around 16 minutes every night. Logan O'Connor is normally right in that 10 to 12 well, minute range. Yep. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's on a night where I feel like, you know, he got a lot of usage. It's a 12 minute night. And the fact that he's regularly hovering around 16 right now, significant. And so I guess ultimately my question starts with how do you run the abs top six at this point? Obviously McKinnon ran and then Lekin and they're all going to be in there in some capacity. Mm-hmm. But after that, you have three spots to fill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think you're, I think you're looking at Comfer, especially with Erod being out. Yep. Um, I think you're looking at. Uh, I mean, probably Comfer Cow. New hook, New still. hook, yeah, and just that's a that is not a great second line in the NHL. I, I, I mean, that's that's the third line that we were saying. Oh, you got to get New Hook away from that third line to get him with some, some yeah. players that are more <laughs> kind of in line with the way that he plays. And now that's just your second line. Yep. Um. I, I mean, look, honestly, the fact that the Avs have strung together the record that they have through all these injuries and that Vancouver game, like it wasn't good. I'm not going to sit here and say they, they played well, you know, there was areas that they definitely needed to, there's a lot of areas they need to be better in, 
Um, but but given that that is kind of your reality right now, um, I, I just I have a hard time finding like many hard gripes yeah. with. I mean, look, given the way the Avs roster is right now, it's a lot to ask him to win on a night where the bounces don't go their way. Yeah. They need good bounces to win hockey games with this lineup. Yeah. It's just the yeah. reality. Yeah. They, they, they need to play. <laughs> they need to play at a really high level, very disciplined in, in terms of the, the, the systems and the schemes they try to run. And they need some bounces to go their way. And they need some really good goaltending yep. uh, to, to win with this roster. And, and like, honestly, they have been like, they, they're All of just, those things have. They're five games over five hundred. They're fine. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and and really, like, if if you are trying to look at any kind of silver lining to all of this, you know, Rudolph, like you said, you get a very thin silver lining that you're getting a chance to look at these rookies, an even thinner silver lining that theoretically, theoretically, you should be getting a lot of these guys back now in the back half of this season and really kind of starting from zero games played, like for all intents and purposes, you should be getting a fully fresh Gabe Landeskog back like six weeks before the postseason starts. In the next two to three months, the ads are going to go from meh to, Oh, right. They're really, really good again. (laughs) And and honestly, honestly, I, I feel like, and, and I only say this because of the way that I, heard media talk about the abs conversations i had at the western conference final and the stanley cup final with other you know folks from around the league big name national writers who are very dialed in uh you know to the league i have a weird feeling that we could end up in another situation where this abs group the defending stanley cup champions could catch a bunch of people off guard uh just because of how it's played out so far man yep catch some people by surprise once Valnichushkin starts, you know, Valnichushkin's back. Gabe Landeskog's back. You get Darren Helm back in that bottom six. You get Bo Byron back. Uh, you know, now depending on how long Evan Rodriguez is back, you can get Evan Rodriguez back as, as a nice little, nice little depth uh, kind of buoy there. Nothing official on the record, but from what we're hearing, it sounds like worst case scenario was probably avoided for Erod. That's which is they've needed one of those, right? Like, dude, they were going through a stretch here where it was like every injury was resulting in surgery. Like, holy shit. It was bad. Not good. So not great, Bob. If you want tickets to an arena that isn't currently being flooded, game time is the way to get them. You can get up to 60% off. And I don't know if they have a dry seat guarantee at game time, but <laughs> I bet you they have a guarantee that they won't sell you tickets to a flooded arena. So <laughs> go check it out. There's a link down in the description. Over 15 million people have downloaded the app. If you use the link down in the description of the video uh, or podcast, you can get in and let them know we sent you over there. So again, great deals at game time, especially going on right now for Black Friday. So. Guilt, there's the link right there. Click on it. Go get yourself some tickets to watch the defending Stanley Cup champs, or maybe you want to check out the Nuggets, or if for some reason you want to watch a Broncos game, you can also go do that too. It's also completely countrywide, so if you're not from Colorado, you can still go to game time and get tickets to whatever local sporting event you might have. Look at that. $60 tickets is actually like 
pretty good price for the abs right now. That's honestly, I'm, I'm for especially for tomorrow. Like that's a Saturday on a holiday weekend. Like, yep. that's, that's good deal. Yeah, you're you're gonna be hard pressed to find anything like. I mean, dude, it's it's a packed house every single night. Ball arena capacity for a hockey game is eighteen thousand seven. Uh, I mean, they've been selling standing room only for pretty much every home game so far this season. Every game has been uh, over 18,100 people. So uh, this is not an easy ticket to come by. So the fact that you can get in the building for less than 100 bucks a seat, can't beat it. P.S. DNVR takeover, December 17th. Tickets are going very quickly. We have an extremely limited amount. So if you want to get on the party bus... And you want to come vibe with the DNVR gang for a hockey game and my birthday, by the way, Woo! Uh, Woo! December 17th. You can go get your tickets at the DNVR.com. If you're a diehard, just go in there and get them, get it all hooked up. Even if you already have tickets to the game, we are selling bus tickets as well. If you just want to join us on the bus. So, and there you go. 20% off Black Friday and Cyber Weekend discounts when you are a diehard. So if you want to sign up, help support us directly a little bit. As a diehard, you get that. You get a bunch of other awesome perks as well, like discounts at the bar. Uh, and then Black Friday deals, spend 75 and get a $15 gift card just for being awesome. Uh, so that the our little graphic there in the corner that says BF plus CM, when I first saw that, I was like, what the hell is that? I was like trying to figure out whose initials that was. I was like, is this like a tribute graphic or what? And then I realized it was Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And I felt there you go. You like got there. Yeah. Took me now tell me what AC there. network is for. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie. Also, it also took me a minute to, I was like, AC, what? I was like, what are all these initials? <laughs> all city network. <laughs> Just came prepared. Did his homework today. <laughs> <laughs> I spent longer thinking about it last night than I probably should have before I put it all together, but I did it. So we've kind of already established the call up for the immediate is Sampo Ranta. Yep. Do you want to see him get an extended look? Would you like to see Jean-Luc Foodie? Would you like to see Charles Houdon? I mean, where, where I'm at with this is, I mean, the, the part of this that makes it difficult is it sounds like a couple of these guys have a little bit of a floating injury return date, right? Like Val is closer, not super close, but it it's kind of getting into the back half of this where we're hoping we can start seeing him on the ice and stuff like that. Uh, Darren Helm has skated a couple times in the last week. Like you said, while it's nothing confirmed hard, anything like that, Evan Rodriguez, hopefully sounds like he avoided the worst case scenario. Um, so you said that you said, okay, well, how long is an extended look? Are we talking another week? Are we talking another two weeks? Um, if you're talking anything two weeks plus, where I'm at right now is, look, Sampo is one of your mo- more quote-unquote polished uh, prospects, right? He's been around the longest. He's one of the older ones. He's one of the guys that uh, Jared Bednar said a couple weeks ago, we have guys in the AHL who we see are, you know, good depth guys that we could call up. Uh, and then we have our guys that we think we can make into full-time NHLers at some point to me, sample ramped up fits into the ladder. He's a guy that you think you hope can become a full-time NHLer for your organization at some point. 
So where I'm at right now is if you're talking two weeks plus before you're really getting any meaningful, you know, bodies back, I think you should just keep Sampo around. I, I, it's, it's been good for Martin Kaut to stick around with the team, be able to find a role, you know, carve out what it is that he needs to do, what he's supposed to do. If you've got more than two weeks, do that. Keep Sampo around, assuming he's not getting caved in every night. If he's holding his own, keep him around and see if he can't figure out, you know, that next step in the NHL. If you're talking a week and you think that you're maybe going to start getting a guy or two back, uh, honestly, I, I loved the fact that they called up a Lousen for a game. See where he's at. Yep, he's about kind of where we thought he was. Has yep. some good tools, but is still, uh, you know, a ways away uh you know from making this abs roster i talked to someone within the abs organization uh at training camp this year about him and he said look we think we hope we can get andre burakovsky out of this guy but he's a couple of years away um and so that's part of the reason why i was so surprised by this call up because it sounds like that's some of the internal discussion anyways um that, hey, you know, we really like what we see out of Lawson, but he's a ways away. So I love the fact that it's, let's get a gauge on where he's at. We saw a couple things in preseason. If you have a limited amount of time, I am all for, let's just get a look at a couple of these guys, gauge where they're at, and then send them back a, a, as part of the development track. Um, I wouldn't hate seeing Jean-Luc Foody get a game. I don't think Jean-Luc Foody is... <laughs> Not even close. Quite ready to be an NHL player. Uh, But, like, would I hate giving that dude six minutes in a game just to see where he's kind of at relative to NHL competition? I wouldn't hate that. Throw one spanner in the works here. Alex Galchenyuk exists. So, that is kind of the other... Yeah, I don't know if linchpin is the right word here. I mean, he's gotten off to a good start. Jared Bednar told us a couple days ago that in addition to what we can see, that the internal reporting has been solid and that he's bought in and that he's really committed to working on his defensive game and and things like that. Uh, I believe he's got two goals already just off the top of my head. If Uh, if not two. two as well. Yeah, Yeah, I'll say I know he's at least on the board with that OT winner. Uh, He's put a couple points up. Yeah. in the assist column, uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all. And I think people need to brace themselves for this. I wouldn't be shocked at all. If he ends up earning himself a contract, ends up getting a call up and ends up being the one to stick in Martin Cout and everyone eventually kind of gets sent back down. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised by that in the slightest. If he continues kind of the way that he's been, uh, I think that's a great call out, Rudo, that you have this guy who has a 30-goal NHL season on his resume. Uh, granted, we're a few years removed from that, uh, but you've got that guy kind of starting to find a little bit of his groove in the AHL. He's definitely an option at some point. So to me, the existence of Galchenyuk – is the piece that makes me think, okay, the Avs aren't going to go make a trade to survive the next two, three weeks, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I think Galchenyuk is kind of their their joker card that they can play to say, 
we don't feel like we need to give up assets because we can just sign Galchenyuk and have him at very least be a stopgap for us, if not more than yep. that. Yep. So uh, I agree. Yeah. I, I, there was a lot of really weird conversation about the abs making a, you know, trying to make a trade and trade bait stuff. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really do just the sense that I get and just looking at the facts as they stand on paper. I just don't see this abs group making any meaningful trades, any kind of meaningful deals until much closer to the deadline for yeah. several reasons. Yep. But the, the, the biggest of all being the cap, like they just don't have the cap space to go out and make any big deals. And before anybody jumps in the chat and says, well, they just put two guys on LTIR. Both of those guys are projected to be back. My understanding as of right now is well before the regular season ends. Unless they're about to pull a Kucherov here. Right. Unless they are literally going to say we're shutting Landy down for the rest of the regular season, which I, I just don't don't see think it, is yeah. the case that this they had the option to do that last year and and, uh, you know, exploit the, the loophole a bit. They actively chose not to. Uh, I just I just don't think that they're going to operate that way. I think they are looking at that saying if Gabe Landeskog will be good to go before the end of the season, that's the most valuable asset we can acquire. Um, do, do I, do I think they are going to make a strong push at the deadline for one of the two big names out of Chicago? Uh, you know, maybe for a, you know, a Bo Horvat type. Uh, I think there's plenty of options around the league that the abs will look at. Absolutely. But I just, I just don't see them doing anything like that right now. And it's another great fucking point you make, Rudo, of I, I think you're 100% right. I think they're looking at Galchenyuk like, this will be our move for now if we want to sign him and call him up. Yep. That'll be our NHL player get. And then we'll deal with the rest come whatever it is, February or March. I don't know when the deadline is this year. Yeah, is it? I think it's the first week of March, but I could be wrong. Because I know it's been weird the last two years with all the different COVID scheduling yeah. and stuff. Yep. It's been real weird. Uh, anyway, did want to talk about that because it's everyone's favorite thing to talk about trades. But I, I agree with you 100%. Especially the abs under Joe Sackick are not a team to make a move out of panic. Yeah. No, if there's one thing we have learned about Joe Sackick, the GM, it's that that dude's got patience. Yep. Uh, March 3rd is the deadline this year. So, I mean, really, barring something, I, I think, completely out of left field, uh, I don't think the Avs get into any serious trade talks until the back half of February, honestly. I mean, you're talking about smaller cap hits at that point. You'll have seen where teams have kind of shaken out. Uh, you know, I mean, everyone talking about the connects potentially moving on from Bo Horvat. This is how they started the season last year, and they ended up, you know, missing the playoffs by I think like four points. Yep. Yeah, they're they're way behind the eight ball right now. But I mean, I just I don't think they are going to be punting on the season. Chicago has gotten off to a better start than they thought, and they know that they're going to have more suitors uh, come the end of the season. Every team, every team, with the exception of maybe three or four or in a very similar boat to the as cap wise with the, the cap staying where it, it has been for the last couple of years. 
There have just been teams who have not had the flexibility that they thought. And, and you're going to see teams making – it's going to be like last year. The activity will pick up right around the deadline because the cap hits are smaller. You're going to have teams like Arizona, Seattle, willing to get involved on deals to grab a draft pick to eat some salary. Uh, it's just – that's the way the NHL is operating right now. Uh, you're not going to see anything meaningful for quite a few months. Like I said, barring something way out of left field. If the abs were actually going to pursue a Bo Horvat right now, you would need a lot more than Oscar Olauson and some draft picks going back just to make that yep. work money wise. Like it's not possible for it to work. There are only eight teams in the league with more than $2 million in cap space. And one of those is the Minnesota wild, which means that cap space is fake. Right. Right. Which, which, which is actually funny because they just gave away a $2 million player. Yep. But you know, that's what happens when you have $13 million in dead cap. So it's still next year too, right? It, it goes up by another million, 2 million next year. So I'll say I thought it got to six or maybe it's 15. Yeah, I'll say I thought it got worse than 13 at some point. But yeah, it, it's just shy of 13 now. It's at 12.7 and next year it will be 14.7. Well, and that was the other thing because I, I saw much people and I get I understand why, you know, people asking when Joe went on waivers, they're like, oh, do you think this is a good pickup given all the injuries? And it's like the player himself not really, but sure, like, sure, whatever. He's better than Jason Magna, but the Avs don't have room for a $2 million Tyson Jones. Like, they just nope. don't. They don't have and, room for anything. Right. So, you know, that's why you're talking, you get closer to the deadline. Uh, you maybe have to move a smaller roster piece out. You you have to get another team involved, you know, just, just because they are the easy ones to use and they have easy cap hits to – do the math on let's say you wanted Jonathan Taves, right? You go out and you get Jonathan Taves. Chicago is going to eat half. That puts you at about 5 million. You probably are going to get a team Arizona like Arizona or half yeah. involved to eat half of the half so that if you're Colorado and you are actually going to go through with that deal, you're really going to get Jonathan Taves on about a two and a half million dollar cap hip plus the proration given the time of year it is. You know, that, that probably yeah. comes in somewhere around two-ish. And with a little bit of maneuvering and this, that, and the other, you can make that fit. Like I said, if you move a bit part out. I mean, I think you just wave Dryden Hunt, right? Right, right. And and, and you can make it work that way. But, um, yeah, it just – that's the reality of – and it's not just the abs, but where most of the league is and why everyone is probably so excited and so motivated – uh, to get all that uh, money, the COVID money paid back by the end of the year so the cap can start going up this offseason. Because if if the cap actually moves the way that they are saying it is this offseason, it completely reshapes the Devon Taves conversation in Colorado. Suddenly keeping him and Miko Rantanen doesn't look that unfeasible. Uh, but you got to get there first. And before you get there, you're in this situation where those types of moves just probably aren't a thing right now. It's it's tight. It's going to be a weird deadline this year. Mm -hmm. There are 18 of the 32 teams in the league are above the salary cap right now. So <laughs> it's going to be hard to maneuver. We'll put it that yeah. way. Uh, 
Anyway, we can wrap up the show here. And any any final thoughts you want to throw out there, Jesse? Um, no, Ab's back at it tomorrow. So I'm assuming the lineup that we would have seen today will just be the lineup that goes tomorrow. And yeah, uh, we'll get another look. Uh, get another look at Sampo. That's the expectation. Hey, if nothing else, the Avs allowed you to go watch the U.S. men's national team right now instead. So go enjoy some World Cup. Uh, we are out of here. We appreciate all y'all coming to hang out with us, even if the Avs game did postpone. You all are awesome for showing up for us. We appreciate yep. you. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with pregame, postgame, and hopefully not doing another postponed show. <laughs> so we hope postponed to see you there. game show? Yeah. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, tune in for that. Until then, we will talk to you later.